Welcome to Benefits. What, like it's hard? We're here to break down the truths and misconceptions about all things benefits and share stories from people like you. We're inviting you to talk to us about the last time you were at the pharmacy or the first time you used your health plan and were confused on how to pay your bill. So to have a better understanding of how your benefits work, we challenge you to go find the information your employer gave you and join us on our journey to navigating the maze we call benefits. In case you missed it, last week we began our conversation about EAPs titled Support When You Need It Most, Part 1. Thanks for tuning back in to hear the second part of our EAP discussion. You mentioned earlier that there's a stigma around mental health. Um, why do you think that is? Um, I think there's. it probably has a lot to do with just historically and culturally, you know, at least on the male side, like, it's not expected that you be emotional and cry. And on sure. the female side, a lot of times if we get emotional, it's just chalked up to PMS or something. Yeah. And so you have these two cultures where one's just chalked up to biological issues. One is suppressed all the time. And now I think we're kind of trying to eat level things out where guys are a little more comfortable being more emotional and women um, understand that no this is not just me being quote-unquote crazy I you know really have something I need to talk about Um, so I think we're kind of still trying to just let some of those stereotypes die off Mm -hmm. in a way yeah (laughs) I mean I'm always really excited about the future just because I think it is becoming more and more normal for kids these days to talk about their issues openly Um, not everybody but eventually that's gonna become more of the norm Mm -hmm. which is really good Um, and I think that with you know the whole uh, stereotype of women being crazy just for being emotional or outwardly emotional that falls back to men where if they're outwardly emotional then they're you know acting like a woman or something (laughs) and it's a big web yeah and I hate to tie it to like gender stereotypes but when you talk about stigmas I I think that's that's kind of where it comes from yeah that's what it stems from yeah um so I think it's really good that people are just being a bit more open about it and being you know just slightly more comfortable with just even saying EAP, I mean, you know, you don't have to say it's for anything specific. Just say, oh, yeah, I use the EAP program. Nobody knows what you used it for. Right. Yeah. And that's helpful. If we have to have code words here and there, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Because we even talked about, like, if you don't want to ask somebody for the phone number for your EAP, and that goes back to that stigma of you don't want people to know that you're using it. But yeah, it's totally okay to ask for the phone number, the website, mm-hmm. anything to figure out how to get a hold of your EAP program. Yeah. yeah. And who knows? You could just be trying to plan a vacation. Right. Yeah. But it's so I, I find it so important and I like to read a lot about mind body connection and how stress really does manifest physically. And you hear about all of these prescriptions that can have side effects of depression. You hear about all of these um physical ailments that are a result of stress. You know, doctors tell people all the time, like, oh, it's probably stress, it's probably stress. 
well, then you should do something about that. Right. Yeah. Stress isn't managed by just, you know, just popping a pill. Sometimes that's part of it. But I think talking it out is a huge, huge piece of the pie that people are neglecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and just knowing that you can get the thoughts out of your head um, can take a huge load off your shoulder. Everyone always has stress. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just you might be high, more highly stressed at some point in your life than others, and so you're trying to figure out how to manage that right? all the time. Right. It doesn't mean you're doing this forever, and it doesn't – you know, I – I was really stressed in fourth quarter. I don't feel really stressed anymore, but I like talking to her once a month, so I still go. Maybe like every five or six weeks to spread out that $100. <laughs> but <laughs> I still like going, and it really has helped me just kind of um, keep the tools that I've learned with her in my mental toolbox so that, you know, if going to work out doesn't do it for me, at least make me feel less stressed. There's a lot of tools I've got in my arsenal now to kind of talk myself down or just calm myself down. And I like to try and keep up with that. It's like it's like practice, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, once you start practicing a sport and you become really good at it, you don't just stop practicing. You right. don't take that for granted. Um, so I think of it as a, a mental fitness in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know if she is in our network, under our health plan? She is not. So she does not take insurance. Okay. Um, and I have heard that with other counselors, sometimes they will negotiate. So if $100 is just really, like, not at all in your budget, I do know that there are some counselors out there who will negotiate financially, um, work out a deal of some kind. And I think that's important to keep in mind, too, is don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to see if there's a workaround for something like that. Mm-hmm. Because, again, this is these are people's jobs. Um, and while maybe she wouldn't have negotiated $100, maybe she knows someone who would. Mm-hmm. So just because you hit a roadblock one place doesn't mean there's not an opportunity somewhere else. And it's important to share your goals and your priorities with your doctors, with the EAP people, with whoever you're comfortable with, so that they know how they can help in the future. I've heard there's some EAPs also that once you use your five visits, that counselor or therapist will find will find one that's in your network if you choose to do that. Yeah. Um, so I know you talked about it's hard to find somebody to click with, so you probably... If you do find that, you might want to hold on to it, and you found a way to finance that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that was too high of a cost financially, there might be another way to talk to somebody that is covered under your health plan. That's a good point. I could I could call Try Health back, I know, and give them a call and say, hey, that was great, but now I need to find someone who's actually in my network, and I know they would help with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So do you have anything or any last thoughts that you want to share with us? Yeah, I think it's just important um, if you are feeling stressed, if you are feeling anxious, if you don't feel like you can talk to your friends or family, there is a resource for everybody somewhere. Maybe it's through an EAP at your work, maybe it's just something you Google online, but I think the important takeaways are to not you know, be deterred by um, someone telling you a visit's too expensive, there might be other options out there, 
not be deterred if your first visit is not, you know, a match made in heaven. There are other people out there. Um, people want to help you. And I think that once you start, like I said, talking out loud, getting your thoughts in order, it's amazing what can happen in a pretty short amount of time versus you just sitting there with all of these thoughts in your head, not being able to put them in order or justify them or mm -hmm. have anybody even justify them for you. Um, so it's nice because you're basically telling someone, you have to listen to me for an hour. I do think of it, it's as important to me as physical fitness. I mean, like I said, like mental fitness. Mm -hmm. And I think anyone can benefit from even just one session of just being like, hey, I've never tried this. I wonder what it's like. Give it a shot. I mean, you might be surprised yeah. that maybe you do have something that you could clear up with a session with somebody and you mm -hmm. never realized it was even sitting there so it's amazing I recommend it to everybody great yeah I think there's also a big part of like drop your ego for a second yes because like I sit here and I'm like I don't need to talk to them and I'm like no I probably do <laughs> yeah 100%. <laughs> so. yeah I know I think um Another thing that all of us do, it's probably not just a millennial thing, but one thing I like about millennials and females in general is we do try to be really independent, really strong, um, and that's awesome, but strength doesn't come from just yourself. I mean, you, you need a lot of people around you. You need a good community around you um, to hold you up sometimes, and a counselor can be part of that or a therapist or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's a smart tool to use in order to just help you keep being strong and keep going. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thanks again for being here today. Oh, my God. I enjoyed you guys, too. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so today we talked about a lot of information, a lot of ways an EAP can help you. We definitely encourage you to reach out to your EAP next time you need assistance and see if they can help. And if you're listening to this episode and are an administrator of your benefit plan, please make your EAP information readily available to your employees. Okay, now it's time to break down the truths and misconceptions. Maggie, what are the truths we learned from this? We learned that you can use your EAP for anything that is putting additional stress on you. And we learned that EAPs are 100% confidential and that your employer will not receive information about your private and personal visit with um, any portion of your EAP program. But Libby, what are the misconceptions we learned from this? People think that they will never need to use an EAP program, so they don't make note of having an EAP program when the information is given to them. And people think that when something when something happens in their life, they have to look for a therapist on their own, but if they have an EAP that's available to them, that EAP can assist you in finding someone to help you. See you next time. Nothing we say in this podcast is representative of any specific plan and should not be construed as legal, regulatory, or accounting advice. 
If there is any discrepancy between what we say in your plan document, your plan document will always prevail.